The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I think the beginning of a week is kind of like a chance to start over again. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, August 2nd, 2021, Monday of the 18th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Eusebius of Vercelli. Born in about the year 300 on the Isle of Sardinia, he became a member of the Roman clergy He's the first recorded bishop of Vercelli in Piedmont in northwest Italy. Eusebius was also the first to link the monastic life with that of the clergy. He established a community of his diocesan clergy on the principle that the best way to sanctify his people was to have them see a clergy formed in solid virtue and living in community. He was sent by Pope Liberius to persuade the emperor to call a council to settle the dispute between Catholics and Arians. The Arian heresy held that Christ was not divine. Well, he refused to go along with the condemnation of St. Athanasius. Instead, he laid the Nicene Creed on the table and insisted that all sign it before taking up any other matter. The emperor sent Eusebius into exile in Palestine. There, the Arians dragged him through the streets, shut him up in a little room, and released him only after his four-day hunger strike. His exile continued in Asia Minor and Egypt until the new emperor permitted him to return to Vercelli. Eusebius died peacefully in his own diocese at what was then considered to be an advanced age, 71. The year was 371 A.D. St. Eusebius of Vercelli, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. May the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the Church that she may receive from the Holy Spirit the grace and strength to reform herself in the light of the gospel. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel scene is, to me, one of the most beautiful scenes in the whole Gospel. Why? Because, first of all, we can see the heart of Jesus the love and compassion that he feels for everyone. 
Jesus is withdrawing in a boat to a deserted place by himself with his apostles, looking for a little bit of rest. He's tired. He's been preaching all day. He's been healing people. And like any other human being, he's tired, exhausted. He needs a break. But the crowds hear about him going to that place and they follow him. So by the time he is disembarking from his boat, he finds himself surrounded by a vast crowd. And what is his reaction? The gospel tells us his heart was moved with pity for them. And he stays with them. He overcomes his tiredness, his hunger, his thirst. And he gives himself totally, completely to the crowds. The heart of Jesus Christ exposed clearly in this beautiful scene. That's the first reason why I consider this one of the most beautiful scenes in the gospel. But there's a second reason, and the one I want us to consider in this time of meditation. And that reason is that in this scene we see that Jesus doesn't want to save us on his own. Jesus wants to count on people that help him. Jesus wants to share his mission with his disciples, with his apostles, with you and me. In this scene, as we will see, as we consider this in our meditation, Jesus will feed the crowds. He will multiply the loaves of bread and fish to feed the crowd with this amazing miracle. And of course, we know that Jesus is God. And given his condition as God, he could have fed those men and women without the need of anyone's help. All Jesus needs to do is to snap his fingers and angels would have come down from heaven with enough food for the whole crowd. But Jesus wants to ask his disciples and he tells them, there is no need for them to go away, Jesus says to his apostles, who are kind of insinuating to Jesus that maybe he should send people back home because they have really no way of feeding those men and women. But Jesus tells them, no, there is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. Jesus is no fool. He's no idealistic person. He knows that the apostles have nothing with them. He has come with them. I mean, he spent all day with them. He knows perfectly well that they have no food or very little. But still, he tells them, you feed them. You give them something to eat. Jesus is entrusting the apostles with this great responsibility to feed the crowds. He wants to count on them. Just like he wants to trust now, 2021, in you and me. To go to all the world, to go to your brothers and sisters, to go to 
your friends and family, to go to the people you meet at work every day, to go to those people that you meet at Starbucks or McDonald's or wherever it is that you spend your time when you go partying. Jesus wants you to bring those men and women the message of Christ, the message of salvation that he came to the world to bring. He is telling you when we feed those men and women. Of course our Lord could come down from heaven and appear to everyone and, and convince them with his mighty deeds. But just like he did in the Gospels, just like he did with the apostles, he is telling you and me, feed these men and women. Give them something to eat. Bring this message of salvation to them. Speak to them about your experience with Jesus Christ. But like the apostles, we probably recognize our unworthiness. Like the apostles, we kind of look back at Jesus and say, Lord, how can we feed the crowds? Who are we to do this? What do we have to feed these men and women? That's what the apostles will say to Jesus. Lord, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. That's all we have. And there are thousands of men and women here. How can we do this? It's impossible. Maybe you and I feel the same. And then it's good that we say to our Lord, Lord, what talents do I have in order to bring my friends close to God? Lord, how can I go around preaching the word of God? How can I do apostolate, bringing others closer to you, Jesus, if I myself am so weak? If I myself am so limited? But still, our Lord wants to count on us. And as we see today in the gospel, and again, the beauty of this scene, that is all that Jesus will need. Those five loaves and two fish. That small, tiny effort that the apostles do. And the apostles are giving everything to Jesus, putting all they had for themselves. That's what was the food they had brought for themselves. And they are putting it at Jesus' disposition. Lord, this is all we got. But it wasn't much. It wasn't enough, obviously. But it was all they had, and they put that in the hands of Jesus. And that's all that Jesus is going to need. As we will read in today's Gospel, Jesus takes those five loaves and those two fish. He multiplies them with His grace, with His power. And then He gives them again to the apostles. And He says, well, now distribute them. The disciples will go around distributing those multiplied loaves of bread and fish. And everyone there is going to eat and be satisfied. And then they will pick up the fragments left over. And they will fill 12 wicker baskets. And the gospel tells us that those who ate were about 5,000 men. Not counting women and children. So just think about it. Probably 12,000 people or more and there were leftovers that is the power of God that is the way Jesus operates with his grace 
this power, but counting on you and me to be his apostles, to give all we've got and put it in his hands. And God will use that to bring others closer to him, to make those big miracles. Let us put ourselves in the hands of God. Let us give him everything we got, our talents, our love, our time, our generosity, and he will make miracles like he did in that day in multiplying the loaves of bread and the fish. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, August 2nd, 2021, Monday of the 18th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and 
to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord.
Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full 
those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Thus says the Lord, For three crimes of Judah and for four, I will not revoke my word, because they spurned the law of the Lord and did not keep his statutes, because the lies which their fathers followed have led them astray. I will send fire upon Judah to devour the castles of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord, For three crimes of Israel and for four, I will not revoke my word, because they sell the just man for silver and the poor man for a pair of sandals. They trample the heads of the weak into the dust of the earth and force the lowly out of the way. Son and father go to the same prostitute, profaning my holy name. Upon garments taken in pledge, they recline beside any altar, and the wine of those who have been fined they drink in the house of their God. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorites before them, who were as tall as the cedars and as strong as the oak trees. I destroyed their fruit above and their roots beneath. It was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and who led you through the desert for forty years to occupy the land of the Amorites. I who raised up prophets among your sons and Nazarites among your young men. Is this not so, O men of Israel, says the Lord? But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Beware, I will crush you into the ground as a wagon crushes when laden with sheaves. Flight shall perish from the swift and the strong man shall not retain his strength. The warrior shall not save his life, nor the bowman stand his ground. The swift of foot shall not escape, nor the horseman save his life. And the most stout-hearted of warriors shall flee naked on that day, says the Lord. I brought you out of the land of Egypt and led you through the desert for forty years. And And I I said, these people are so fickle, they do not grasp my ways. I raised up prophets among your sons 
and gave them this command, You shall not prophesy. And And I I said, said, These people people are so fickle, fickle. they They do do not grasp my my ways. A reading from a letter attributed to Barnabas. God has abolished the sacrifices of the old law, so that the new law of our Lord Jesus Christ, which does not bind by slavish compulsion, might have an offering not made by man. On another occasion he says to them, When I brought your forefathers out of Egypt, I gave them no commands about burnt offerings or sacrifices. I said not a word about them. What I did command was this, Do not contrive any evil against one another, and do not love perjury. We are not stupid. Surely we ought to understand our Father's kindly purpose in this. He does not want us to go astray as they did, nor to ask how we are to approach Him. Here is what He says to us. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken heart. The fragrance pleasing to the Lord is a soul that gives glory to its Maker. You see, my brothers, we must carefully seek after our own salvation. Otherwise, one who is bent on deceiving us will insinuate himself and turn us aside from the path that leads to life. God spoke of this once again when he said to them, On such a day you are keeping a fast that will not carry your cry to heaven. Is it that sort of fast that I require, a day of mortification like that? But to us, he says, Is it not this that I demand of you as a fast? Loose the fetters of injustice, untie the knots of all contracts that involve extortion. Set free those who have been crushed. Tear up every unjust agreement. Share your food with the starving. When you meet a naked man, give him clothing. Welcome the homeless into your house. Accordingly, we must flee from all vanity and show an utter hatred for the deeds of the evil way. Do not turn inward and live only for yourselves as though already assured of salvation. Join together rather and seek the common good. For as Scripture says, shame on those who are wise in their own judgment and think themselves clever. Rather, let us become spiritual. Let us be a perfect dwelling place for God. As far as we can, we should dwell upon the fear of God and strive to keep His commandments, finding our delight in His observances. The Lord will judge the world without respect to persons. Everyone will receive His just deserts. If he has been good, his good works will go before him. If wicked, the wages of sin will lie in wait for him. We must never relax our efforts, as though our calling were already realized. Never let us fall asleep in a state of sin, lest the prince of wickedness gain power over us and snatch us away from the kingdom of the Lord. My brothers, grasp this further point. You see the Israelites rejected, even after the many signs and wonders worked among them. Let us then see to it that we are not found among those of whom Scripture says, Many are called, but few are chosen. The law was our guardian until Christ came and made it possible for us to be reconciled to God by faith. And now that the time of faith has come, we are under the guardian no longer. Before the time of faith came, the law kept us strictly in check, watching us closely until faith should be revealed. And now that the time of faith has come, we are under that guardian no longer. Father of everlasting goodness, our origin and guide, be close to us and hear the prayers of all who praise you. Forgive our sins and restore us to life. Keep us safe in your love. 
grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Today's Gospel in Conversation with God and Morning Prayer are all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's 22 minutes before the hour. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord feeds 5,000. From the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely place apart. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. As he went ashore, he saw a great throng, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him. This is a lonely place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. They need not go away. You, give them something to eat. We have only five loaves here and two fish. Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. The disciples took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, the disciples were about ready to throw in the towel on feeding those 5,000. They hadn't yet realized what it meant to have Jesus right with them. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. A great multitude followed Jesus into the desert. They follow him without giving a thought to distance, heat, or cold because their needs are great. They sense that they are welcome. They listen attentively to those words which give meaning to their lives, so attentively that they neglect life's necessities. They have brought no food to eat, and there is no place to buy any food out there. This problem does not seem to have bothered them, nor does it seem to bother Jesus. When the disciples become aware of the situation at dusk, however, they go to the Master and say, This is a lonely place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. This is a statement of fact which is evident to all. But Jesus knows of a higher reality of possibilities which even his most intimate disciples cannot discern. And so he answers them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. The disciples, being keenly aware of their lack of provisions, reply, We have only five loaves and two fishes. The disciples see objective reality. They know that this small amount of food will not suffice to feed the multitude. This is what may happen to us when we take stock of our own strengths and possibilities. 
The difficulties before us may appear larger than life and beyond our power to influence. Mere human objectivity can lead us to discouragement and pessimism. It can cause us to forget the radical optimism which is part and parcel of the Christian vocation. As popular wisdom would have it, he who fails to include God in his reckonings does not know how to add. He does not know how to add because he leaves out the most important factor. The apostles made a very precise count of their resources. They counted up the exact number of loaves and fishes available. But they forgot to consider that Jesus was at their side. And this fact radically alters the situation. The real reality is something different from objective reality. In apostolic undertakings, it's very good. It's a duty to consider what means the world has to offer you. But don't forget ever that your calculations must fortunately include another term, God. To neglect this reality is to misread the true situation. To be supernaturally realistic, we need to count upon the grace of God, which is an ineluctable fact. Christian optimism is rooted in God, who says to us, I am with you always to the close of the age. With him, we can do anything. We are victorious even when we are defeated. This is the optimism so characteristic of the saints. St. Teresa of Avila would often repeat with her good humor and supernatural spirit, Teresa can do nothing alone. Teresa and Amaravedi, a penny say, less than nothing. But Teresa, Amaravedi, and God can do anything. It is the same with us. Cast away that despair produced by the realization of your weakness. It's true. Financially, you are a zero, and socially, another zero, and another in virtues, and another in talents. But to the left of these zeros is Christ. And what an immeasurable figure it turns out to be. How this realization changes our entire outlook at the hour of beginning an apostolic work, at the moment of personal conversion, in the realities of ordinary life. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. 
Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The The vaults vaults of heaven heaven ring with with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, 
and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The, the vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I will see you tomorrow morning. It's only 23 hours away, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.